0: I'd like to speak with uh, one of the political minds that I really value and I think uh, provides great insight on a lot of different political issues in our province. We've we've chatted before about a number of specific political conversations, and it's always great. So I'm really glad that Melissa Cowett found time to join us this morning. She is the principal of MC Consulting and the founder of Pocket Lobbyist. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. I always appreciate your time.
1: Thanks so much for having me today,
0: Shay. Yeah, this uh, this is, I mean, it's kind of interesting for us, I think, those of us who watch politics closely in this province, because we've never seen one that is expected to be as close as this. I mean, we haven't had a close election in this province. We've had some upsets, for sure, but we don't really know what's going to happen tonight, do we? We don't.
1: The closest election that we've ever actually seen in Alberta has been... A 15-seat difference. And I think if you ask anybody who's been paying attention, it would be shocking if we have as many as 15 seats between the winning party and the second party. And every single poll we see, 48%, 49%, just one to two percentage points away. So it is really going to come down to that ground game and how each of those political parties get out their vote. And, And truly, I would not be surprised for any election
0: results tonight. Yeah, me either. I really, really wouldn't. Uh, In terms of the campaign and what we saw, Melissa, do you think there was a moment, do you think there was anything that came up, good or bad, for either party that sort of moved the needle? If you look at some of the polls, there was a bit of movement, not a bunch, and other ones didn't change at all. Was, Was there anything that came out of the campaign you think that swayed people one way or another?
1: Yeah, so I think that the UCP had a generally good first few days of the campaign. And then there started to become a bit more struggles, obviously, with some of the things that have come out um, about the leader and some candidates. Um, And so I think they struggled the first couple of weeks of the campaign. But I think a real turning point for the campaign was a couple of things. And they happened, if I'm remembering correctly, the same week. When the NDP came out and confirmed that they were going to increase corporate taxes to 11%, I think that that Made a lot of people who may have been considering NDP think, "Oh my goodness, yep. can we trust?" I agree the so much. And then I think as well the debate performance, right? Because you had and like regardless of the content of what was being said during the debate I know there's a lot of um, people who think that each leader was stretching truth, etc. If you mm-hmm. looked at Smith and Notley beside each other, Smith just came out with a better performance. Yep. And I think that may have made people who hadn't been paying attention to that point think, wow, okay, what's so bad about this person? And so I think those two things were pretty fundamental. Um, and and if the election results go UCP tonight, I think those will be two moments that the NDP looks back at and says that we might have could have maybe done better in those situations for a
0: different result. Yeah, you know, Melissa, I ended up in some UCP campaign material on Twitter, because I, I put on Twitter after the debate, I said, you know what, I, I'd give it to to Smith on points. I, I thought she won the debate. I thought she'd... No, that doesn't mean necessarily that I would vote for her, it's just I think she had a better performance in the debate. I think you're right. And I think the corporate tax, um, it didn't grab as much headlines. It didn't make as much news here on this show. We talked about it, and I asked Rachel Notley about it. But I think you're right. For I think I, for a lot of people who have hesitation and have concerns about the NDP and what it means for business in this province that announcement I don't know why they made it to be honest with you it confirmed a lot of the greatest fears that people who were hesitant about the NDP might have had
1: yeah and I think corporate cap even though we're economists and public policy experts there's a lot of Legitimate debate that you can dive into on how much that does or does not affect investment, but when you're a voter, that's a that's a really easy thing to grab onto that makes you assume that it's going to affect investment. And we're doing really well in Alberta right now; mm-hmm. our economy is back, things are good. I don't know that people. It's, it's a it's a risk management thing, and I don't know that people um, want to risk the sort of unknown that it
0: comes to that. Um, in terms of these, where the the election is going to be won and lost. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary. We've been told from day one. Do you see anything? Let's break it down. Do you see anything happening in the rural areas? I mean, I guess if we consider the donut semi-rural around Edmonton, there could be some gains for the NDP there, maybe, possibly?
1: For sure. So the donut, those six seats around the city of Edmonton proper, definitely going to be watching very closely for Sherwood Park, Strathcona, Sherwood Park, St. Albert, Morinville, St. Albert those ridings around Edmonton. Um, the E C or the NDP rather has one of them in St. Albert right now that yep. could pick up some more also be watching Lethbridge. If Lethbridge does not go NDP, then there is no path to victory for the NDP That's right. Um, to win in this election. And then as well, you see in Southwest Calgary, so Calgary, Acadia, Ta- Tyler Shandro's riding. You see um, Glenn Moore, currently held by Whitney Isick, but a very strong NDP candidate running there. Um, Pagan, you see some of these ridings that would typically sway UCP. And I mean, I think Acadia is a really interesting one to watch because um that one could go either way so it's you know north northeast calgary likely to go mostly ndp central calgary calgary curry calgary buffalo calgary mountain view even elbow likely to go ndp but the path is difficult for the ndp they have to pick up like over 20 seats in these areas so they cannot afford to lose a lot of calgary so those are the ones that i'll be watching pretty closely tonight
0: yeah they've got three in calgary and i've heard um Some of their people say they're hoping to pick up 16 more. So they want 19 of 26 in Calgary, hold what they've got in Edmonton, and still have to pick up a few more in other places in order to get past 44. I mean, it is a tall, tall order that they're facing tonight, Melissa. It's a long way to go.
1: It's a long way to go. And the polls, um, at least some of the more recent polls in Calgary, suggest that the math works in favor of the UCP. But again, I would not be surprised by any result because... I think that I think that a lot of people, but like that 18 to 20 percent of undecided that we've been talking about, we have to see how they end up voting and who ends up showing up as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting times tonight. It'll be one of the most exciting election nights I think, in a long time.
0: No question about it. For sure it will. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate your time.